Time now for the five o'clock shadow with Greg Davies, chief trader at Kratos Capital. Before we speak to Greg, though, let's have a look at the numbers and sit down, I think, for these ones. The bank's down 3%, financials down 2.5%, industrials 2.7% weaker on the JSC Securities Exchange, resources down 1%. This is where it gets much better. Gold shares up 4%. Lots of people talking about gold shares at the moment, but that only lasts a few weeks and then they go back into their shells. We'll talk about that later on as well. Platinum's up 3%. The all share itself just north of 2% weaker. But clinging on to the 50,000 mark, 50,642 was threatening it very, very closely at around about 11 o'clock today. The Rand under huge pressure, 14.15 against the dollar, 18.07 against the British pound, 16.11 against the euro, euro dollar 113.95. The gold price, a new recent high, 12.44 up $7 an ounce, platinum going in exactly the opposite direction by falling 7 to 7.91. Oil price down a dollar 22 to 60.45 on the eve of OPEC. And the Dow Jones, well, it could be anywhere because it's all over the place. It was down 500 points plus at one stage in the first half hour, now down about 450. When you listen to this, it'll be something completely different on the telephone now. Greg Davies, chief trader at Kratos Capital. Horrible day, Greg. Really, really bad. I mean, we came in expecting the market lower, immediately opened 1,300 points lower. We tried once or twice to rally off those lows, but finishing 1,000 points down still above that crucial 50,000 level. But uh, yeah, t- a, t- a terrible day. And just getting harder and harder to make money for people in this market. Yes, it is. Uh, give us the casualties. In fact, if I look at my sharenet.co.za screen, I will see the ups and downs, and bear in mind that this is just before, just before the close. This is quite good, I mean, for the old stale gold bulls like yourself and myself, Sibania, Anglo Gold, Harmony, and also in the platinum sector, Implats, all in the top five major moves to the upside. On the downside, we've got Bidvest, Hyprop, Glencore, Mediclinic, and Pick and Pay. Any others that you picked out there? Yeah, on, on, the, win- yeah, on the winners, all of those. I mean, on the, on the platinum side... Impala Platinum as well, that one up 4.8%. So golds and platinums running hand in hand, really. Um, yes, yeah, good for, I mean, you and I have both experienced gold bulls, gold bull markets. Yes. There's, there's actually nothing, nothing quite like it. No, there isn't. And that's because it, uh, it gets you all excited. It lasts for about three weeks and then it falls in a heap and you eventually lose your money because you do get so excited. That's the whole point about gold. People understand gold in South Africa, but unfortunately, the nature of the gold market has changed. I mean, can you imagine in the old days, Greg, if you'd had 799 points down on the Dow Jones one day, then the market closed the next day because of a presidential funeral. And the day after that, i.e. today, the Dow Jones was down another 500 points. The gold price would have sold. 50 60 dollars not so today in this sophisticated machine driven world yes i mean that's really the case but that's like everything with the market it'll suddenly wake up to the fact that you know, with this global uncertainty having a little bit of exposure to, to physical gold and at least gold shares as well you start this there's a case slowly starting to build for it seeing the gold price getting stronger and stronger and eventually, I think that you, you'll, you'll see um, the next uh, 12 months a continued increase in, in the gold price. Well, let's hope so. And certainly these shares are beaten up. Go for the quality, though, I would say. I mean, maybe have one really good quality stock like Anglo Gold Ashanti or one of the overseas players like Barrick. And then maybe have one of the Hail Marys, as John Robbie used to call them, a Hail Mary stock with huge gearing to an upside, maybe DRD Gold. I don't know. Let's pick one that we, we don't often talk about. Let's pick one that if the gold price went up $100 and the RAND went to 15 
would be the beneficiary of those two moves? Yeah, and I mean, past gold markets, the cold bull market, I can remember Durban Deep going from five rand to 50 rand. And so your markets are discounting mechanisms. The gold price starts to run. The shares start to continue to discount that that run is going to continue. Uh, and people haven't looked at them. People don't know the gold shares. And so you get um, almost like a Bitcoin effect where everyone suddenly will start talking about it. And there are really only a few counters that you can really buy in gold shares. And it's not like the old days where there were 20 or 30 gold shares listed. It's all been consolidated into into the various groups. My actual pick in that whole, if that scenario was, would probably be the harmony. I see that one was up 4.5%. That's just under 23 rand a share. Okay, the big one, Naspers, we have to talk about that. When we spoke this morning for the opening, we were talking about a 4.6% fall for the 10 cent heavy Naspers. How did it finish? Yes, I mean, Naspers, always, always the dominant stock, down 4% on the back of that, that 10 cent falling. It's 117 rand lower, 2,750 2, rand a share. Value of shares trading hands, 3.6 billion. And the total market today, 21.6. So it's a, a big chunk, all in Naspers. Yeah, indeed. Have we got futures closeout coming up? The final futures closeout, quarterly futures closeout of the year. Is that next week? Uh, it's normally the third Thursday. I'm looking at my calendar. It must be the 20th. Mm. Um, so not next week, the week after that. And I think then, then everybody will go and leave. Yes, they will. And the people that are still there, like yourself, on the 20th are pretty sad. The big boys will be directing directing proceedings from their holiday homes. Greg, um, S&P down 50 as we speak. Now, you were ranting to me earlier on off-air about the rise of the machine. You're an old-school broker. You used to be on Diagonal Street. You used to tell me stories about people's peculiar habits, of walking around the floor, etc. It was a human-driven environment. Today, humans drive machines, and the machines drive the humans, and the machines are taking over. What is your point? Why were you so cross with me earlier on today? Well, that's there. If you have to sit back and obviously market, you know, anyone who analyzes a market will try and compare this period to time, say 2008, and is it the same scenario? But the thing which has changed is the, the algorithmic traders, the, the computers that do the trading. Very often, they don't even have a buying and selling instruction. They go into the market looking for where buying pressure is and jumping in front of that and buying the stock before the, the natural buyers, as we would call them, would be able to, to, to buy the stock at a lower price. So when the markets have these, uh, you know, exaggerated spikes up or down. It it's normally as a result of the those machines trying to run in front of, uh, you know, either the selling or the buying. But that's made it much much more difficult, and you know, it's something that you just can't turn the clock back on. I, I believe um, BlackRock, um, big hedge fund in, in in the well, it's European based. They got a pipe that comes straight into the JSC, and all that all that does all days is is. Uh, use its algorithmic programming, which is very, very clever, to find where the buying and selling is and, and be, in, be a forerunner of, of that. And uh, perfectly legal and uh, something we just have to learn to live with. When I have had words with people at the stock exchange and say, complained, um, they're all say, why don't you get your own algo? Um, which leaves me slightly puzzled. <laughs> don't know, I don't know where you buy them. No, exactly. I haven't seen them. I didn't see any on Black Friday, certainly, but maybe they just got sold out. 
very quickly. But seriously, Greg, that's only a short-term phenomenon. What it's doing is making the short-term day trader, day trader's life a little bit more difficult. But it doesn't affect the long term. And you can look at a graph with or without algorithmic programs, with or without machines, and you'll see little blips here and there just like you would normally. But it doesn't mean that the big trend, i.e. at the moment down on the JSC, is going to be affected. It can't affect economics. It can't affect corporate results. Can it? Yes, and you're quite right. It has to It has to sort of look at the circumstances and trade on the back of that. And it's also a good point that it actually can offer, offer opportunities. If everyone's trying to sell a share and the algo is going in front, that algo will push the share too low. And the intelligent day trader, now luckily we've got a room full of them, um, oh, yeah. normally would, would, would try and estimate with those. But, but it actually does create some, some certainly some opportunities um, but you really have to be on your game. Yes, you do. Viceroy were in the news again, or was in the news again today, because I think Nepi Rockcastle has called for has called for something. I saw it flash across my JSC Stock Exchange news service screen earlier on today. What's the story there? Yes, yeah, so Nepi Rockcastle requests an investigation by regulators following the Viceroy reports. The company requests they're asking the the, the regulators to do an investigation into. Well, I, th- I think I'm all for this. I think that that certainly must go go ahead. I mean, Viceroy are entitled to have the opinion, but um, Nepi Rockcastle have come out and refuted a lot of what's been said, and uh, the response from Viceroy, which was this morning about 11, was fairly lame um, and, and not affecting the share price. So, you know, obviously it speaks to the integrity of, of the market um, and who's, you know, who's behind, behind all of these moves. Did see quite big volume in the closing auction on on Nepi Rock Castle. So perhaps people closing shorts or repositioning themselves. One line of two hundred and fifty thousand shares traded at one hundred eight in the closing auction. That's twenty twenty six nearly twenty seven million rand. So that's significance. Um, in, in, in the day's trade of, a, of 150 million rands worth. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, it's still 8 rand per share below the price of 116, which is around about the prevailing price when Viceroy first reported what they thought was a, a meaningful report. You know, it was interesting that they want to blame Viceroy for moving their share from 116 to 108, but the share was over 200 rand it fell to 116 and nobody wanted an investigation then. So, interesting. Yeah, indeed. Blue Label Telecoms also came into focus. Just give us your background on Blue Label because I believe, I think this is correct because we used to speak on television and radio years ago and when Blue Label first listed, you said that the two brothers that are behind Blue Label used to sell <laughs> car radios, hi-fis, from the back of a Nissan Skyline on Louis Bruta. Yeah, well, just off the, by, by the radium there. So, oh, the radium I understand... That's right. What they were doing, I think, borrowing money from their parents, going to a place in Pretoria which had these car radios on very, very cheap, and then selling them. So the point of the story always has been amazing entrepreneurs driven from a very young age, understanding you know how how to, to drive profits. And Blue Label share price jumping up five rand sixty two. Mm-hmm. I think on a Bloomberg story um, mentioning the fact that Telcom might be looking to venture into the in, in, into the cell market via cell C and blue labels got a 40% stake in cell C. And so they would be the main benefactors that they've taken over cell C. It's got quite a big a debt, I think just over three and a half billion. But if um, a big daddy like telecom comes, comes knocking 
they might, uh, they might they might be able to do a deal. But the, the way the wording of the announcement it wasn't a sense announcement; it was just a story written by a Bloomberg journalist yeah. saying, um, you know, the background to the possibility that something could happen, but worded it carefully that you know there's there's nothing for certain. As the news broke, the share moved from around five fifty, touched six rand briefly, finished the day at five rand sixty two, still up two percent. But uh, I think market saying, okay, let's wait and see. But this could be interesting. Just thinking about that Radium Beer Hall. I didn't really hear much of what you said about Blue Telecoms, actually. I was just thinking of the Radium Beer Hall. When I first came to Johannesburg, I used to go and have prawns there. I'd never had prawns in England. I used to get these little shrimpy things from Marks and Spencer's about the size of maggots. And I went to the Radium Beer Hall and had prawns there that looked like cats to me. They were absolutely fantastic. What a place. Wonderful. The oldest pub in Johannesburg. Um, you know, that, that Louis Bertie used to be the main road between Joburg and Pretoria, and people would obviously have their first, their, their last drink before getting on their horses and riding to, or their ox wagons and riding to Pretoria. And obviously, or the Nissan Skylines. <laughs> as you arrived in Joburg, you obviously, as they always do in the cowboy movies, you've got to go and have a shot of whiskey as you walk in there. Uh, whiskey and prawns, Greg. It's an enticing prospect this evening. Thanks very much for your time. That's Greg Davies, Chief Trader at Kratos Capital, and that was the five o'clock shadow.